0: Hello again, and uh, welcome to the Intergalactic Railroad. On this endless afternoon, I will be your paramour, as we go quiet into that good night. My name, oh dear, is Michael, the space correspondent. Joining us in this pleasantness presently shall be, author of the mimetic autopoesis thesis is Max, the For us is the discourse of this time of contempt, a true reckoning of virus and insurgency, of economic collapse and social mutation, of dungeons and dragons and financial domination. Oxygen is flowing, even when the bag does not inflate. Please keep all appendages subsumed within the body of the train.
1: little bit more detail than made up words like that Um, state of the art man yeah state of the art in natural language processing changes like every two months listen the last two years
2: have there are machines involved learning (laughs) algorithms
1: (laughs) machine learning algorithms is like three words that just say the same thing
2: my state of the art robots with the sudden realizing of yeah like when you ask someone, like, what is this doing? And they're like, algorithms. It's That's, a non-word. It's literally, they just said, fuck you.
1: Yeah, it's an intellectual stop sign. It's like, look, nobody needs to no, go over there. You I'm don't go over there. This. Fuck Dead me. end. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know is what that means. Like, machine for the record, like, neural networks aren't even really algorithms in the traditional sense. Like, rule-based architectures are algorithms. The whole, like even like roll a die add this number divide by this see if you beat the other thing that's an algorithm uh, machine learning in specifically neural networks and deep learning which have been the actual state of the art for uh, many years now is more like architectures it's like we built this giant water cooler that dumps water through a million holes and it goes through all of the different tubes and some of it turns pink and then it goes into your cup and then you drink it and you're a racist <laughs> <laughs> that is machine learning <laughs> it doesn't really go through a series of steps in the way an algorithm does but so this person
2: what, Go on. there's a drop of rain mm-hmm. right always and it falls in such a way that uh the moon turns orange. hmm Naturally. Obviously, this is a machine learning algorithm. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll stop you there. That's enough for me.
1: I don't right. need to know any more. Sounds good. Let's invest. Did you know it costs $130 to get a root, two root canals and a crown in Japan? Have you ever had so, a root canal and a crown? No. In America, it costs like $3,000. It's incredibly unpleasant, and they make you pay for it. In Japan, apparently, they will do the whole thing for very cheap, not to mention they'll open the uh, place half an hour early if you've got to get to work.
0: Fucking... Anyway, so
2: looking at this shit. So it costs $130 to get a hole drilled in your mouth in Japan.
1: And replaced with a piece of magic metal that can, like, hold up for tens of years at least. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, I, if the I'm guy, gonna pay
1: to have a hole drilled in my mouth. I would like to pay less. That's my standard. I don't know how if other about, people feel that. How about
2: instead of better. that, how about instead of that, we quarantine you, and mm-hmm. then make you pay for the quarantine? God
1: damn, is that's what's going to happen, huh?
2: That's what's already happening. Oh. People have already been quarantined in the U.S. and they're already paying for it. They're mm-hmm. paying for their stay in the hospital and all the doctor's visits and all sorts of things.
1: And meanwhile, they're not allowed to uh, go to work and make money. ...that they need to pay for that and rent and such.
2: Yeah, because it's a public fucking health risk to let them out of quarantine. But God forbid we acknowledge that we live in a society.
1: Hey, we do. We do live in a society. No,
2: God expressly forbids that we acknowledge that we live in a society. Yeah, but I don't...
1: I'm a heretic, and I don't but care. Woman, Strike me down now.
2: God Strike of the morning. Okay.
1: God is a Calvinist. God is an individualist piece of I'm shit. I'm getting ready to strike. We are going to tear down God and raise up a world in its place. I am opening the box of lightning bolts. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to you. Do not throw those lightning bolts at me. I will be so pissed. Don't make me talk shit about you down there, you know. In
0: every place night. Um, where
1: so speaking of quarantine, this is not going to forever be a coronavirus podcast, but um, for the yeah. time being, it is. Yeah, we're, it's the
2: most important thing right
1: now. It's very relevant, and we're biological over here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, I'm a way over here. You want us to talk about fucking Bernie Sanders right now? Bernie Sanders is going to get corona. You know what's more important than all of the other things? Me. And you know what I am? Coronavirus.
1: <laughs> yeah, you are. Mike personally has become Corona Chan. He's got the uh, the buns with the little uh, protein rings around them and everything. Um, no, I think I legitimately think that coronavirus. Uh, excuse me. Which, uh, I I think COVID nineteen is going to either put Bernie Sanders in the White House or in the fucking grave, and those are the two places it's going to put him. Why not both? It may be both. I'm sure they dig a grave right out back of the White House. Big mass grave for all the infected people. It'll be great. Granddad
0: Burns has all of the potential.
1: He's definitely in the risk category for this scenario. if And he's, like, out there all the time just shaking hands, you know?
2: That's true, man.
1: That's I hope he doesn't cool. touch his face. I just shaved my beard this morning because I was just freaking out because I kept touching it. I know that it
2: doesn't really matter, but... that's <laughs> yeah. Just so the intersection of politics and actual reality Mm -hmm. is politics denial of actual reality. And I gotta say, one of my favorites all year is uh, Donald Trump has blamed the Democrats for coronavirus.
1: That's pretty tight.
0: Yeah. Honestly, that dude, he can get his Democrats. We're all supposed to be worried about a virus. We're supposed to be worried about a virus. I'm not worried. You feel worried? Are we all getting sick? No.
1: Man, king troll shit,
2: ultimately. Like, he's going to be literally dying of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he,
1: yeah. Did you see that video that was going around? Internet correspondent reporting here. People were posting a video from the past, the near past, 2015 campaign video, debate video where Donald Trump just destroys Jeb Bush and just shouts down the crowd for booing at him. It's amazing how fucking sane and intact he looked. And I know the presidency is hard on people. The old uh, Bill Hicks bit about, you um, you know, as soon as you're president, they take you into a, sm- a locked room full of smoke and they show you a video of Kennedy dying that looks like it was taken from the grassy knoll. Um, then your hair goes gray and you're the president. But, I mean, uh, yeah, the the uh, the the president has melted like a candle it's very it's very strange to look back and see that person as being like a reasonable and like alert individual compared to what's going on now not that i care obviously presidents don't represent me or alert i think uh, that no excuse me i take, i take back reasonable
0: what was benzo um...
2: benzo is the one There are some book I was reading that really had... They described the blend of chemicals that are fed to the president
0: Mm. in a way that
2: was like, oh, yeah, that's the one. And it was like, qualudes and amphetamines of some kind. Mm. And uh, I think hypertension medicine.
1: Oh, because once you're speedballing, you might be a little bit tense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is to just keep keep this presidential figure in this constant biological state of like having just come I
1: thought there was going to be more uh, clauses in that sentence but no I see what you mean he's just like floating around in the post orgasm sleepy uh,
0: everything is good
2: good.
1: I am the best did (laughs) you see the way I made me come
2: yeah, like you come, there's a moment of incapacitation, someone, and then you're like getting up to go wash your dick or something, mm-hmm. and it's that moment. TV. Of like walking with the fucking extra large T-shirt covering your junk that is still kind of you know, floppy, goopy, goopy yeah, yeah. Slime. the goopy is rubbery. It's on the way down, kind of situation, <laughs> and you're just like oh,
1: tying off the uh, tying off that condom like a balloon, like when you were a kid. Yeah yeah uh, yeah that actually makes sense, and I think that's a very good point. We should consider all of our any and we and our listeners should consider all of our conversations about electoral officials to be in the mode of bionecropolitics. Biopolitics, in this case, the biopower of controlling the president's actual neurochemistry to neutralize or and or uh defang. His potential uh, like damage that he could do to the deep state scenario. Tranquilize and direct. Right, right, exactly. That's why we advocate the opposite program, collectivize and advance. That's <laughs> Correct. Why, that's why we all just grab each other's dicks and start walking
2: in the same direction in like a human chain. Everybody sings the fucking rascal song while fucking mutually masturbating people on either side of them. Mm-hmm. Just like piling up bodies, bodies, bodies 12, at the police
1: station. 12. Just stacking
2: people until the police station
1: is just coated in human entity.
0: 12, 12. Human
2: yeah. entity. <laughs> uh, get an AI immune system for your business.
1: I'm going to get an AI immune system for my fucking immune system. I'm gonna, uh, by which I mean I'm going to stay home alone programming so that I don't get sick. I'm actually highly oh, positioned, well-positioned, to deal with a quarantine, because I've spent all of my time alone in my home anyway. Turns out hikikomori is a survival trait.
2: Hikikomori is not a lawn
0: ornament?
1: Uh, he, uh, hikikomori would, is like a lawn ornament, but for the inside. Um, hikikomori is the Japanese word for both the phenomenon and the individuals who... Uh, experience acute social withdrawal and literally just like live in your bedroom all the time, just months in, on end in your bedroom or studio apartment, such as I have. Uh, just it means in Japanese it means pulling inward or being confined. Mm-hmm. It's a they uh, they describe them as modern day hermits. It's supposed to be like a, a a sort of a social plague in Japan. Half a million, maybe a million different people that just like live in their home all the time. And don't go out and uh, engage in society, which I identify as. This is fine. My pronoun is leave me the fuck alone. Volt cell. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a Volt but not just for sex, but all types of social engagement. And the, I think the more you do it, the harder it is to get back out there, get on the horse, go out and talk to dumb fucks, you know? You just like realize that it's much better to be alone with your own intelligent thoughts, then go out in the world and try to explain to people things like David Brooks is a scumbag,
2: for instance. At 3 in the morning, I realized that no one in my house even has heard Old Town Road. What? They don't know what it is.
1: Are they okay?
2: They're doing great.
1: Wow. They're doing great. And I, a person who is extremely online and has heard every cover version of Old Town Road, Am I okay?
2: I don't know, man. Have you heard the Rascal song yet? Yeah, yeah. That that makes it better.
1: And honestly, all the people in your house are gonna get sick because they hang out too close together and smoke cigarettes that each other have been holding. Never touch yeah, your face, that's what I know.
2: sick. Never touch it's anyone's face. It's not a big deal. We're just all gonna be sick kind that's of true. the whole way through. And we're probably gonna be us and kids are gonna be prime vectors. A uh, uh, fucking teacher in Portland got it, man. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> Teachers are in the fucking Plague Vector business, for sure. And the kids, uh, as far as I if I remember correctly, the kids aren't really fucking getting it as bad as older people, which means that... That's right, it's, it's like a 0.02%. Yeah, they're fucking kids. I and mean, all the teachers are dead. Everything's fine. So, that yeah, really... It's on forever, man. Here's the... Uh,
1: it's, I would like to offer the uh, Biocosmist program for understanding and coping with the coronavirus. And then I'm feel free to just change it because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But um, it, we got to start somewhere. I say it, the virus is good. Um, it's, it's bad for people to suffer and die in general. It's also very bad for societies to collapse because they've been working on a just-in-time economy and suddenly the time has been delayed. And it's very bad for uh, the... American healthcare system to be overloaded with people who will then have to pay for their own suffering. But the virus is mostly going to kill people who are over 80 and it's going to make clear the shit case for the uh, the shitty state of healthcare in this this country especially. It's going to elect Bernie Sanders then probably kill him, thus leaving, leaving Rashida Tlaib as the uh, President of the United States. And it's going to remove a lot of the boomer population who, me? Especially the 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 least healthy of them, which are probably the most stressed out. Which means they're probably the ones that are really extremely online, and they will get the fuck out of my feed.
2: I, uh, demographically, old people not voting, is good. But yes. uh, demographically, old people dying unexpectedly before they can give all their money to health insurance companies because that's how the economy is supposed to work
1: Uh, that's that's the opposite of how insurance works insurance works where you and I pay all of our money despite not being sick to subsidize the extended lives of people who would love for us to die
2: yes but they also pay that money so we pay the insurance companies to do nothing and not help us. And then when we're old, they'll suck all the fucking money out of us in the form of co-pays until we have no money left and then we die.
1: This is a great plan. Have you thought about copywriting it? It sounds like a really good idea. We should try it. Yeah. you could. There's a lot of but money in this the, for
2: you, buddy. But if all the old people die, the old people have all the fucking money in their retirement accounts. Where do
1: you people? think the money goes? Also, where do you think the retirement accounts have gone? <laughs> They're sliding down that hill with the line that goes down. Yeah. I don't know. All the, uh, sorts of so what happens if a bunch of boomers die early is uh, a bunch of millennials inherit their shit houses in the suburbs. Nobody wants to buy those houses, which causes the uh, a panic in the housing market, which causes the housing market, which who is in a bubble larger than it was in in 2007, to collapse causing the stocks to drop even farther. Stonks. Stonks, excuse me. It's fine. I mean, not stonks is fine for those of us that are human beings and just, like, want to live and eat and hang out and fuck and, and, like, play music. But it is bad for the overall structure of the, like, highly
2: integrated global economy, right? Well, so China got a cold... And uh, China manufactures all the things.
1: (laughs) Including all the masks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, America gets a cold, and pretty much all America does is blow shit up. Hey, we also gamble
1: on stuff. And Uh, gamble. The two sectors of the economy are the military and the gambling. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So maybe everybody stops blowing shit up for a minute. That'd be nice.
2: It would be, yeah. Potentially, it's fine. Like, maybe the American economy comes stuttering to a halt, and, like, instead of having more fucking, uh, what should you call it, we're already fucking fighting over the scraps at the table trying to fucking get a dishwashing job when we have a fucking master's degree, you know? Like, that's already the American economy. Yeah, no doubt. So who gives a fuck if all the health insurance people are suddenly out of work? You know, if like a couple thousand CEOs are suddenly also washing dishes. I'm not feeling that pressure.
1: Yeah. If, if a bunch of like finance bros start like, um, succumbing to gravity, let's say in this financial district, wouldn't that be yeah. beautiful to see?
0: If yeah. Here with us, splattered across the, the concrete.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not stocks <laughs>
2: Wait, are those stunks?
0: No.
1: Boing. <laughs> uh, that is the sound of my dick getting hard actually.
0: Swing. <laughs>
1: ah, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh schwangcn.org, right? What? The,
2: oh, yeah. I the, still uh, have- because I have, okay. I have a huge well, brain. You're too late.
1: It's time to talk about it now. Microbiological you what class read. war in China. That's right. This article, Social Contagion, Microbiological Class War in China, from ChoyingCN.org.
0: shuang shuang
1: So this Chuang. is a fantastic article. We'll try, I'll try to force you to put a link in the show notes. Um, the essence of it is an analysis of how capitalism and production um, within specifically China in this case have created a sort of a factory for plagues and what it says ultimately about the state's power and the capitalist uh, like blowback of capitalism and the state and whether or not uh, the forces of biopower that are attempting to control The ecology will actually be able to defeat the forces of either the virus or an insurgency, which are very similar in their effect on the city. Um, It talks. So, the first part of the article talks about China, where it's from, where this virus is from, and the context of that. Wuhan is apparently the construction capital of the country, and China is the place that has used like. More concrete, enough concrete to cover the United States in the last decade or something. So construction is a big thing out there. So they call it the, it's one of the four furnaces of China because it's oppressively hot, but it's also um, like filled with literal furnaces. It's the steel and concrete industry hub. And it's sort of been, it's been one of the major engines of the Chinese economy. And that not only does that mean it's bad when the whole province is shut down, but it also means I mean for for the productive forces of that economy. But it also means that it's where the, that economy is why the virus is produced. Mm-hmm. You gotta ask questions. If I know, if I read the article, yes.
2: you have to ask the questions. Uh, where not, so where, where should I go from? What do you? Um, the economy producing a disease makes a lot of sense to me. And I actually have no questions about that because it just makes too much sense. I'm actually trying to find the edges of this truth. And okay. well, the, the, <laughs> in interesting, the, uh
1: the distinction they make here is that there are two ways in which the extractive economy produces this disease, like, like creates the conditions for this virus to um, like blow up. One of them, is the actual literal productive forces, like you have all of these pigs in cages, right? Um, The typical, like, slaughterhouse production of uh, agro, the agro-industrial production of food is, like, the slaughterhouse is also a factory for viruses because you have all these animals which can have viruses that can transmit eventually to humans. All of these plagues of uh, Ebola, um, SARS, all of these... And COVID, all these plagues of the recent years have been zoonotic diseases that came from animals. Well, because animals are food, and because you have these incredible factories of food, food factories, um, factory farms, the this is fucking this is cool to me actually. The virus can spread faster because they're all collected together. There's no none of the like ecological redundancies. In a that, that would happen in a natural environment where they would be able to, it would like slow it down in some way. It's just like a giant um, buffet for the virus of things that it can infect. And then they slaughter them all when they're in the peak of their life, because that's when they're the most delicious, as we know. And that means that the virus has to spread really fast. The The fastest versions that can get there before the animal is like uh, slaughtered, uh, Otherwise, and then compete the more sustainable versions. Exactly, which they don't make it as long because they haven't reproduced by the time the animal is slaughtered. And then when shit starts getting sick, like with the uh, African swine flu in China, which we, uh, for no particular evidence, believed to be the cause by the by CIA, um, the swine flu, they start slaughtering the pigs, right? Because mm-hmm. they're all sick. Well, now you have hyper pressurized that vector where. The, the viruses that can get metastasized in like a day before they will be slaughtered are the ones that then reproduce. Mm-hmm. So it's like you take a fire and you just like keep tightening the fucking airflow and pressurizing the airflow going in and out of it so as to make the fire rage hotter and hotter. Mm-hmm. That's the first way. Hmm. The, sec- the second way is that capitalism is constantly reaching out. And in this case... Uh, Ch- Communism with Chinese characteristics, as we know, looks a lot like capitalism with Chinese characteristics. And-
2: Fascinating enough, it is capitalism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure does. And they, uh- so capitalism has to keep reaching out and extracting new areas. It always has to be uh, re- going to the last wild places, fucking with the people who live there, calling them poachers and illegal loggers, forcing them further into the forest, and taking over that area and making it into a f- factory farm of some kind. And so factory and/ or farm and/or factory farm. and so people are for, forced further and further into wildish areas which then um, and then which then produce which then gets them in contact with more opportunities to catch zoonotic diseases. And in the same way that colonialism and capitalism will often set a foothold in a place by just going there and finding the thing that's already happening and making a market for it and be like, oh, you make baskets here, huh? Well, here's the place where you can sell your baskets to America now. This is also true about fucking bat burgers, which is not necessarily at all what, uh, where the virus came from, but is a sort of a racist caricature of how Chinese people eat. Um, but it's also true about any type of of uh, extraction, is that um, capitalism just goes there and makes a market for new zoonotic diseases
2: to enter the global... Trade system, mm-hmm. as uh, as seen in the U.S. with um, like the colonization of North America, leading to this particular culture of like you got your fucking like, especially on the West Coast, up and down you see these so one town is a college town, another town is a prison town, and the prison town mm-hmm. is. Uh, the extractive capital, right? You got your lumber mills and your paper mills and your fucking mines and your cattle over there, out there actually grinding up the land and processing it in these industrial ways. And also grinding up people and warehousing people when they're not grinding up the land and they're processing it into this pipeline that moves through the other town, which is the college town, which is like supposedly for dispersal, but actually just, uh, the entire purpose of a college town is representation—to put been, an image over that other process, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, like, it's like the skin skin mask that the monster wears. Yeah. Well, and the and, college town is made to reproduce ideology, right? Like the 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 fact the college is a factory for
2: professional managerial class workers. Yeah, the physical uh, repressive apparatus in the fucking extractive economy go together. And the representative ideological reproduction apparatus goes in this like you know middle class uh, image production machine
1: right this is the face and the butthole
2: yeah so I guess what I was trying to say is that uh, if theory holds then the virus will move through these places completely differently mm. uh, and uh,
1: right in the her- one you, in the one place you are a consumer of the virus you are ex- sourcing the virus from elsewhere whereas in the other place you are the uh population that's the virus is being extracted from and produced produced by
0: yeah
2: yeah like one place goes out gets the virus and the whole fucking town is quarantined and the other place i don't really know i know that there's a, a separation there and i know that like i fully expect like the trump administration to like try to quarantine the entire west coast you know, they're already always talking about how everyone's just, like, in the Trumpian imagination. San Francisco is literally slathered in human shit.
1: I mean, have you been to San Francisco?
2: It's not actually slathered. There's a, Oh, you're right. There's it's, people it's, there. They smell bad. That's how it's, people... Work. It's
1: it's dotted with human shit.
2: Eh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> then,
1: to be fair, I would shit on San Francisco, too, if I was homeless, man. I would shit on it every day, and I would feel good about it. Even if I, I had a house, maybe. I know you can't afford to get both a bathroom and an apartment in San Francisco, so I'd just be
2: shitting in the street. So anyway, people are shitting in the street in San Francisco, as they say, and um, over in um, like, I don't know, suburban like Walnut Creek or whatever. Yeah. um, Or like Silicon Valley and shit like, you've got these manicured lawns Mm -hmm. and you've got like I'm sure when the virus hits, they'll just be spraying bleach all over every fucking street. The homeowners association will be shooting people that walk up to the gate. <laughs> like, um, but those people went out, got the virus, brought it went to San Francisco, and then San Francisco acts as a fucking pressure cooker and uh, distributes it globally or whatever, I guess. But I think it's interesting that the extractive apparatus that produces, you know, that acquires new genetic material, then uh, processes it in these cities, and culturally, this will um, produce uh, and the idea that cities are disgusting and like should be quarantined and no one should care about the death of people in cities because you know they deserve it and God hates them and stuff. Uh, yeah, it will be it will be
1: seen as uncleanliness, just as it already is in the, like the imperialist racist attitudes toward China. Yeah. Um and their problem that they're having. It's a real problem.
2: Like, on one hand, COVID-19 might kill all the old people that vote for Trump. And on the other hand, COVID-19 uh, might represent, like, a counterattack of the suburbs on the city. Mm. Like, it will... Because the suburbs are designed to resist contagion and insurgency. Yeah, exactly. They're
1: designed to isolate people from one another and keep those dangerous... Uh, Memes like unionizing from spreading from neighbor to neighbor.
2: Yeah, and that's where social conservatism rests more so than in any other place. Like, even the country is not as conservative as the suburbs. Like, you go out to the countryside, it's kind of an even spread, man. It's just that liberals don't vote and everything's gerrymandered. Or rather, there are no liberals in the countryside. There's leftists and there's rednecks, you know? And right, right. Sometimes the rednecks are also down with Bernie Sanders, but like, uh, only in the suburbs do you get this like full blast psycho fascist shit as normal. You know?
1: Well it's the it's like in the, the country's recognized what it
2: is. It's that you know, that dude over there is crazy. He's a crazy fucking Nazi son of a bitch. No, we can't kill him. He makes the cow. You know? Right. Yeah. But, yeah. It's like it's like, oh, ah uh, shit. Tim
1: is here. Tim, you can come in the house. We can drink a cup of coffee. You're not allowed to talk about
2: opinions, but right. I understand you need to fix my truck, so here you are exactly. Um. Whereas in the suburbs that's that's the the dominant ideology is totally fucking fascist. like mm-hmm. it is the the bourgeois thing. And the whole point of people being in the suburbs is this constantly repeated refrain about how much the city sucks and how they wish they could be in the country, but they're too responsible to be in the country and they have to just sit there and be miserable and hate the city and slowly suffocate it as they make a ring around it. You know, if if the city is
1: a scab and your body is the the country, the suburbs is that weird soft ring around it that represents the fact that you have MRSA at the (laughs) edge of the scab where it's eating it further outward into your body, and yet not producing anything of value, unlike scabs, who are always at work, I understand. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm metaphor got mixed up. So, so the, city, the suburbs are designed to resist infection and insurgency, which have similar characteristics, right? That is yeah. why the final section of this article is called Containment as an Exercise in Zcraft. It, the, the state's response, they say, is essentially a melodramatic dress rehearsal for the full mobilization of domestic counterinsurgency. I'm quoting now. This gives us real insights into the repressive capacity of the Chinese state, but it also emphasizes the deeper incapacity of that state. Revealed by its need to rely so heavily on a combination of total propaganda measures deployed through every facet of the media... And the goodwill mobilizations of locals, otherwise under no material obligation to comply. So, uh, the uh, the very aggression of the clampdown signifies a deeper incapacity in the Chinese state, which is itself very much still under construction. So they're like, in this in this case, they're trying to they locked down Wuhan, they locked down Hubei, the province, and then everywhere else. They essentially said, "Please, local officials, please do a quarantine of some kind, please." And that was all they could do. The the totalitarian like uh, it's not the federal government, the state government, the CCP government is only able to focus its attention on this one zone, which does contain more people than like any city in America. But it's um it literally just is spread too thin, and is too inc- uncoordinated at, between its different levels to effectively repress the virus in all places, which suggests that it would also be, as the article implies, uh, unable to repress an insurgency in all places. Um, or, And as we will see in the coming months, America, too, has a, is a failed state and will be unable to repress either this virus or a true insurgency were it to come to it. I guess you can't really bomb a virus. That helps. uh, They can always try. Right. It's not like they're going to, like, give up on that as an option until they have tried it. Uh, I'm seriously concerned
2: of fucking, like, shit heating up and then them just being like, oh, there's coronavirus there. Foof. Firebomb the town.
1: Well, I think that would be more likely to be an option if they already had a reason to want to firebomb the town or if coronavirus were much more um, like actively deadly than it is. like
0: is. Let's say Bernie very, Sanders
2: holds the presidential election by like a small margin. Uh-huh. It's immediately shot. Trump is decides he's master of the universe for life or something like that. Um, someone says something mean about him and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, the way like And then slowly but surely, the the methods we use in the Middle East come home, you know? And the methods we use in the Middle East, every other fucking method, uh, the black sites, the torture, the fucking spying, that shit's already here. Uh, What's not here is firebombing entire fucking towns and burying people alive under the rubble. Mm -hmm. It's like the last thing to show up... Back from the war, you know? Right, shock and awe will be back after the rest of the troops. Yeah. And no one's more fucking suited to fucking bring that home than fucking the orange man. Like, he genuinely doesn't care. As they say, he could shoot a dude in the face in public and no one will fucking give a shit. And um I believe there's
1: now a legal precedent for that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's not unless it's high crimes and misdemeanours. I guess it's murder high crimes. Anyway, re- the, the United States um, federal government has never represented the people, neither have the states themselves, so
2: I'm not I'm not trying to get into some fucking impeachment brain bullshit. Mm-hmm. In so, this in let's I say think. ICE pulls some shit, okay. and people are finally okay. caught up with that shit and start fucking popping ICE agents, right? Uh, uh, you're hypothetically in a screenplay. Not hypothetically. This is totally a thing that could happen in the near future. It like, could happen as a hypothetical. It not happened already. Sooner yes. or later people are gonna start shooting ICE agents. Like you can't just fucking roll around paramilitary without some level of blowback. It's going to happen. If uh, um, if any ice agents are listening to this, can you please knock before knocking down
1: my door? I'll just open it. I it's the door itself is like
2: They don't want to hear that, man. <laughs> they want to destroy your door. It's why they signed up for the job. I know, I know. That's I'm trying to make them short.
1: soft. I'm trying to make the less I'm trying to, to counter tumescence
2: in their bodies. So they don't come.
0: <sighs>
2: anyway, somebody starts fucking popping on ice agents and then fucking public unrest occurs or whatever the fuck. If you get like a free dairy situation or like an Unistoten mm-hmm. in the United States, like, you know what they did to move Philly, man? They just fucking nuked the house and they uh-huh. burned down an entire city block because fucking people wanted to change their name to Africa and like, you know, be weird hippies in Philly. Uh
1: when you say nuke, do you mean burned down? They dropped a fucking
2: bomb on it.
1: I don't know anything about this. Can you tell me oh, the story?
2: Philly. Yeah. Um I could get into more detail, but right really, that's like a whole episode in and okay. of itself. All
1: right. Um, that episode will be forthcoming.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it was, Move was, uh, it's like everybody changed their last name to Africa. Um, it was like a level of primitivism happening. Uh, fucking can't remember what Move stands for. That's so stupid. Next time. It is not an acronym. Okay.
1: Yeah, they just wanted to literally move it. And who wouldn't? Uh So it was located in one of the worst possible places to put Philadelphia, honestly, in Pennsylvania. Who was thinking about that when that happened?
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of fucking intense shit uh, that happened with those folks. And anyway, they resisted the police because the police came in essentially shooting. They defended themselves, and then there was a standoff, and then they just dropped a bomb on them. And from their perspective, it's like, so we were minding our own business. Sure, we're a little bit obnoxious, but, like, you brought a fucking army to my house and then blew it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. So we have that to look forward to, I guess. That, in the the defense of uh, the suburbs, is something I see as, like, inevitable. Mm -hmm. Like, the suburban... Sense of superiority because none of them are getting corona because they never leave their fucking house anyway. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, I'm just kidding. I just don't have any friends. It's fine. If you're going to never leave your house, you should have a room sized apartment. That's what I. Oh, yeah. yeah not a lot. To have an entire fucking house and yard. You should be stacked in a pod, obviously, like a yeah. matrix. That's
1: the most efficient way to stack people who would like to just be extremely online and not leave their house, you shouldn't be driving a fucking car to and from the city so that you can sit in a different chair and look at a different computer every day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they're going to nuke the center and let the, like, edge, the suburban edge
2: rule. Yeah. Like, the American way is to fucking try to direct the contagion. To specific neighborhoods to like you know reduce some of that excess population that they would otherwise have to support in prison uh that they would other uh, yeah from like the ruling class perspective, the problem is that there's like excess labor and so they should just get rid of some of it that's true
1: that and that's why uh Jeff Bezos's private jet is in New Zealand right now, and that's why the the company that has um Maybe made a vaccine for COVID is going is saying hey there's no reason this should have to be affordable and Nancy Pelosi is backing them up, and that that is eugenics. Eugenics is real. It's not good. It is about to happen on the level of the rich letting all the poors die, and so I think we I think we are an un- under a collective obligation to make sure that the elite also get sick.
2: Um, hey, uh, that. I will talk about popping ice agents all fucking day. But I would be careful talking about that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well let's just go back to your thing then. That'll be fine. That's not gonna be a problem at all. It's not like any podcasters have ever literally had their door knocked down by ice agents because they
2: talked about that on internet. I was well, I wasn't saying like we should go do that, I was saying it's going to fucking happen. <laughs> well, I'm not saying we should
1: drive like an old asshole. people sick.
2: <laughs>
1: I am saying that Pope Francis already visited some COVID sufferers and then was seen coughing the next day and came down with a little bit of a sick, they said. Um, that's not Italian racism. That's just I, how I imagine they said it. Um, mm. the, yeah, so Pope Francis the the fucking pope, the president, Boris Johnson, uh she in with his no pants little panda bear uh poo bear looking motherfucker is all of them are go- are liable to suffer the covid sickness whether or not we help them. That's all. So, I'm saying. It's just gonna happen. I'm not saying we should
2: do it. Who the sex workers listening to this podcast? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if... Uh, uh, we already talked at great length about the Epstein-Barr virus. That's right. And that's it's entirely possible that that mode of uh, dispersal works two ways. That's right. You can give it to Epstein, give it to Barr also. All um, of these motherfuckers go to strip clubs, is all I'm saying. Just hack a loogie
1: in their face. Mm, please. And the best part is you, nobody can afford to not go do their service jobs, even if they're sick. So the people who are, like, during quarantine at the restaurant just being like, hey, I need a fucking big rump steak. I'm going to need a, a glass of Chardonnay that you keep in the basement. Uh, those people are just going to get their food spit in. And they're going to get their... Uh, the, the dancers are going to be coughing in their faces.
2: It's going to be beautiful. Hopefully. The, the revenge of the uninsured. Horrible, so. The Spanish flu killed mostly uh, what would become the third world. It sort of helped create the third world. Oof. Um, the uh, post-colonial areas like a lot of Asia, India, and a bunch of uh, like British colonized Africa were the places that experienced, the, that were hardest hit by the Spanish flu because they received zero material support from these industrialized nations produced this virus and they spread this virus everywhere. It's an industrial virus. And, right, it was uh, actually
1: produced the same way as we were describing before. For, uh, probably from Kansas, it turns out, according to this World
2: War One. Yeah, all the troops get together for a fucking conference, and then one of them gets sick, and then <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yes, the troop
2: conference. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> um, it's at,
1: yeah the the the, the Schwang article actually says it that Spanish flu is widely assumed to have originated in domesticated swine or poultry, likely in Kansas.
2: Yeah. But they call it Spanish flu because Spain was neutral because the rest of the places wouldn't fucking report on it. Point being that Europe and uh, the Euro colonizers produced this thing, and then the most people who died of it were in the colonized areas, were the colonized people.
1: You're right. That part is not good. That is bad.
2: So, like, and, like, every other fucking disease, too. Like, the Black Death uh, was, like, an exception Um not only for the number of white people it killed, but uh, the, uh, it cut through society. Like, when the Black Plague came through Europe, uh, it killed everybody. It didn't just kill poor people, it killed fucking everybody. And that is not usually what happens. Usually, poor people die at a much higher rate, and people that are closer to that extractive source of, you know, the material basis of the economy, those people die the most in
0: mm-hmm. these situations.
2: If only because, you know, the Pope, fucking Trump, Epstein, they all have access to uh, iron lungs and machines that will keep them alive through a flu. uh,
1: Uh, Mr. Epstein is probably dead,
2: just for the record. No, Mr. Epstein's on an island somewhere in it. What's the deal? Anyway. Yeah, there's there's no reason not to believe that, actually. Epstein lives on in our cellular structure. Ugh. God.
1: I, I in the form of mononucleosis. Oh, you gave me a weird goosebump, dude. <laughs> Whew, okay, that's probably my cellular structure reacting, huh? He's all wiggling like
2: I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so the Since we we're talking about the the edges, the uh, the extractive edge and the reprodu- repro- 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 representative edge don't mind me, I glitch sometimes you've probably heard it before um the the chinese um the the chinese infection control people there's a video in this uh in this article at the near the end um of infection control propaganda where party Officials are there in their fucking PPE, their personal protective equipment, their full like, like five milligram, five milliliter plastic, five, five milliliter, five millimeter, five. They're five mil plastic suits, hazmat suits. They're ju- they're like taking pictures with the the CCP flag in the middle of the quarantined city of Wuhan, where no one is on the street, and they're taking pictures with the flag. Then they're laughing, stripping off their PPE, use it to wipe down a car and buff it up a little bit, and then just kind of toss it at a trash can, not even bothering to hide it. Um, huh. it this, is, this is not because the virus isn't real. This is because state control isn't real. And the thing that they mostly do is reproduce ideology. So they're in the city creating this propaganda and... um and essentially try, trying to maintain control over people's minds and behavior because there's no way that they'll be able to control the amount of their bodies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The main, so I, I maintain, I'm. Uh, we should be in solidarity with the virus in as much as it is also produced By capitalism and its extractive nature and it's just one of the many contradictions. We shouldn't try to get it or 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 really spread it. It would be cool to attempt to slow the spread of it uh, just because it will reduce the amount of human suffering that will actually be happening, but but it is interesting that it is crashing stocks and stonks and probably um, going to lead to major production crises as different places realize the fact that they have just like outsourced all of their production, specifically the United States, but also Italy and Japan, for instance, um, or if it, when it, if and when it spreads to Western Europe, it's going to be very interesting to see the politics of affluence turn back into the politics of production, and everyone will realize, oh shit, we don't even know how to make this all this stuff anymore. It might actually do the unraveling of. Uh, international, like global, just-in-time trade structures, and thus lead directly to nationalism and um, like fascist revival shit. But also to the the like the removal of the veil of the spectacle. A lot of people might be waking up as the apocalypse unfolds around them, the unveiling of reality from their previous misunderstanding, which was based on ideology and, uh, and imagination. I
0: can't help you, if you won't.